Well, happy Tuesday, August the 11th, everybody. Um, so today, I'd kind of like to start off with this question. So, like, who hasn't had feelings um, hurt? Who hasn't had feelings hurt because, you know, you didn't get something uh, that you really, really wanted? Maybe it was a, a position, you know, maybe it was an acknowledgement, maybe it was some kind of recognition, you know? Position, acknowledgement, recognition, something that you just thought you deserved. And so consequently, we get our feelings hurt. It's natural. It's very human. It's happened to each one of us. And today, in today's gospel, Matthew um, chapter 18 there, the, it starts out with, I think, a similar kind of situation. It says, the disciples approached Jesus and said, who's the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Like, Jesus has already come on a decision, right? You know, like, they're just, they're just assuming, they're just figuring out that Jesus has already kind of looked out among the apostles, looked out among the whole crowd of disciples and said, you know, this is the one I want. This is going to be the greatest one. This is the one that I want to be in the highest position of administration in the kingdom of heaven. You know, I guess they just didn't get that part. So... What happens when we're there and we're kind of looking and so often something happens in our lives. Something happens in our lives that just is so different and catching that it draws our attention. And in this case, Jesus could have gotten into some great conversation with everybody and talking about all this, but the simple thing he does is he does actions, as Jesus so often does, and he brings a child over. It says he called a child over and placed the child in their midst and he says to them amen I say to you unless you turn and become like a child you will not enter the kingdom of heaven now the interesting thing about this now we just kind of think about it we kind of like in today's culture in today's society right here um, in North America kind of, we kind of picture like okay here we are at OLB and Jesus is here and he just oh calls one of the kids up front you know to come and talk to him and brings him in the middle and you know it wasn't quite like that. First of all, in that particular culture and society, um, children basically had little or no standing. In Roman law, children up to a certain age were considered property. You could do whatever you wanted with them. They were just property. Wasn't a person, wasn't a life, was just property, do whatever you want. Kind of sounds familiar? Well, but that's another reflection. But anyway, so he pulls this child up in front, which has no standing in the society. And he says, whoever becomes humble like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Whoever becomes humble like this child. Now, think about what might be going on in the mind of that kid. First of all, I have no idea what this adult's going to do to me, you know. And um, mom, dad might be there, might not be. Who knows, some family members might have been around. But whatever, this is a person with no standing. This is the children so often were just called upon to be laborers. You, this is your chores, you do this, you do this, you do this. And you just keep your mouth shut and you get it done. Well, you know, for us to be able to do that kind of thing, sometimes things we really don't want to do or to realize that perhaps we're not at a station that we want to be at takes real humility. And I think that's what maybe Jesus is trying to get to. 
real humility is tough to get to. It's really difficult. And real humility brings upon us the call to serve each other. And real humility, because that child has no standing, when it serves, it's truly serving. You know. Now, I'm sure the kid wants to grow up and he's looking at the adults and saying, yeah, when I get big, I'm going to be like that. And in fact, the kid's going to do exactly the same thing to his kid that parents did to him. But every once in a while, every once in a while, this cycle can be broken. And we see that and we hope and we pray for that in our own culture today, to break that cycle of self-serving desires. And this is a story that I know you've, you've probably heard before. Is a story of a, of a person and it's told in variations and so I'm just gonna kinda put it together the best I can, remember it here. But it's a story of someone who, who says, Lord, show me, show me what hell is gonna be like. You know, they're trying to figure things out in their life. You know, like, okay, you know, should, which way should I go? You know, might not be so bad. Heaven might be, you know, who knows what. So, Lord, tell me, show me what hell's going to be like. And so Jesus takes this person and opens the door to this room. And in this room are all these people sitting around the table. And again, you might have heard this story. And on every person's arm is strapped a wooden spoon. And their food is in front of them in the bowl. And they're all struggling to try and feed themselves. And they struggle and they struggle. And as hard as they can, there is absolutely no way they can navigate to get that spoon. And so there's the desire for that meal. But there is no way they'll ever quench that desire. And so he goes, oh, Lord, show me what heaven's like. So he goes in the other. And he says, okay, let's go over to this room. You know, opens the door and they go in the room. And shoot, there's just... Tables like every, like it wasn't hell. There's people sitting around and they're all with these big, long wooden spoons strapped to their arms. And he's thinking, so maybe there's not a lot of difference between the two, you know? But what he notices after just taking a second look, after pausing and taking a second look, is that each person sitting at the table is taking that spoon and feeding the person next to them, truly serving them. Wow, I guess that's a pretty cool image of what heaven's going to be like for us. And then in this particular reading for the day, in this teaching that we have for today's gospel, Jesus says, see that you do not despise one of these little ones. Don't despise one of these little ones. These little ones who are not like us. You know, there's a connectedness. These little ones are connected to the whole just as much as you are. In fact, they are so connected. He says, for I say to you that their angels in heaven always look upon the face of my heavenly father. Angels in heaven. Now, as Catholics, we're all kind of grew up with this concept of our guardian angel and angels watching over us. And yeah, hey, I'll take, I'll take all the blessings. I'll take all the angels watching over me that possibly can have. I think I need it. But we didn't invent that. That was actually a belief among many Jewish circles at the time of Jesus, even before, that, you know, people had, each person had an angel that was their guardian that was watching over them. And not only just being a guardian, but being a representation, being a representative, moreover, to God the Father. That's pretty cool. 
So one of these little ones who means nothing has a representative in front of the throne. That's how much love our Lord has for us. And then Matthew goes on in today's passage as we move on to the very, very familiar passage of the 99 and the 1. And he says, if a man has a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray, one of them goes astray. You know, the first thing that kind of came to my mind as I was kind of praying over this and thinking about it was, this is, this is one who was with the flock. This isn't just like, oh, over there, there's a new sheep over there. Let's kind of find it. Let's run out and get it. This was a sheep that was with the flock and went astray. Now, interestingly enough, it doesn't say why the, why the little sheep went away. Why it went astray? Was it because it just got, you know, interested in something it shouldn't have been? It saw something, oh, the grass is a little greener over there. You guys stay here. I'm going to go on my own, and too bad for you. I'm going to go ahead and follow this, and, and their own little ego gets in the way or whatever it might be. Perhaps it's, it's they were trying to fit in with the rest of the flock, and the rest of the flock says, you know, you're just not like us. You don't graze like us, you know. We have to always remind you when we move from this part of the pasture to that part of the pasture, we have to whistle and call you over and like, come on, let's go. And you're just never paying attention. So, you know, and they just kind of move that sheep off to the side. So maybe it's not so much the sheep went astray on its own, but rather the sheep went astray because it was moved out. And so what happens? Jesus says, will not the shepherd leave the 99 and go off in search of the one? Of course, because Jesus' care is for the entire community. He doesn't quit caring for the 99 because he's out looking. He cares for both. And like I said, who knows why that one was out there to begin with? Did they choose it on their own? Were they forced out? Were they perhaps coerced out by something else? that might have been out there. Perhaps a predator came by and they were frightened and didn't get any support back home and so they drifted off. We don't know, but we do know that no matter what, Jesus is out there looking. He's looking for us when we wander. He's looking for us when we're right here in the midst of the church gathered as believers. I think today a good question would be to ask ourselves, well, like, which one are we? Are we in the 99 or are we the one? I think uh, probably throughout our lives we're, we're both at one point or another. Thankfully, though, thankfully, though, wherever we are, at what point in our lives, if we're with the 99 or we're with the one, if we're that child that is just mere property and is not getting anything, or were those disciples who were saying, hey, like, which chair are you going to give me when I get there? Um, Jesus loves us all the same. Patience with us all the same. And thankfully, so thankfully, that we have a God who initiates. He's not waiting on us, but is coming out for us. So I hope you go out today and have an incredibly beautiful day. Enjoy this summer. Enjoy August. Because September's going to be here way too soon. God bless everyone.